Hi there, this is Omar Crook, host of Living with a Genius. I want to personally thank you for your financial support. Your donation helps keep this show chugging right along, and I truly couldn't do it without you. As always, thanks for listening. Be kind, do good work, and until next time. Here's Living with a Genius for August 27th, 2020. This is the story of Krakatoa. In May of 1883, the captain of the Elizabeth, a German warship, reported seeing clouds of ash above Krakatau, estimating them to be more than six miles high. For the next two months, commercial vessels and chartered sightseeing boats frequented the strait and reported thundering noises and incandescent clouds. People on nearby islands held festivals celebrating the natural fireworks that lit the night sky, but celebrations would come to a tragic halt on August 27th. At 12.53 p.m. on Sunday the 26th, the initial blast of the eruption sent a cloud of gas and debris an estimated 15 miles into the air. It is now thought that debris from the earlier eruptive activity must have plugged the neck of the cone, allowing pressure to build in the magma chamber. On the morning of the 27th, Four tremendous explosions heard as far away as Perth, Australia, 2,800 miles away, plunged two massive volcanic domes into the caldera below the sea. The initial explosion ruptured the magma chamber and allowed seawater to contact the hot lava, resulting in what's known as a phreatomagmatic event. The water flash boiled creating a cushion of superheated steam that carried the lava flows up to 25 miles at speeds in excess of 62 miles an hour. The eruption has been assigned a rating of 6 on the Volcanic Explosion Index and is estimated to have had the explosive force of 200 megatons of TNT, or, for perspective, nearly 10,000 times more explosive than Hiroshima and more than 10 times more explosive than the Mount St. Helens explosion of 1980. Volcanic rock fragments and hot volcanic gases overcame many of the victims in western Java and Sumatra, but thousands more were killed by the devastating tsunami when a wall of water, nearly 120 feet tall, traveling between 2 and 600 miles an hour, was created by the volcano's collapse into the sea completely overwhelming small nearby islands where inhabitants of Java and Sumatra fled toward higher ground, fighting their neighbors for toeholds on the cliffs. A total of 165 coastal villages were destroyed. A steamship was carried nearly a mile inland on Sumatra, killing all 28 crew members. Another ship had been anchored nearby, but the ship's captain succeeded in turning its bow to face the wave and the ship was able to ride over the crest. Looking back, the crew and passengers saw the pretty town where they had been anchored had been wiped clean away by the speeding mountain of water. The explosions hurled an estimated 11 cubic miles of debris into the atmosphere, darkening skies up to 275 miles from the volcano. In the immediate vicinity, the dawn did not return for three days. Ash fell as far away as 3,775 miles, landing on ships to the northwest, and the globe experienced bright red sunsets for months afterwards. 
As a side note, the color of the sky is illustrated in Edvard Munch's The Scream, which he painted a decade later having witnessed the Krakatoa sunset in Oslo, Norway, 6,262 miles away. Barographs around the globe documented that the shock waves in the atmosphere circled the planet at least seven times. Here's something to think about. If you happen to find yourself a quarter mile from the explosion, you would be unable to breathe or likely see it all from the sound pressure. Glass would shatter. Fog would be generated as the water in the air dropped out of suspension in the pressure waves. Your house at this distance would have a roughly 50% chance of being torn apart from the sound pressure alone. Your chances of survival within this zone would be minimal, and you would certainly experience permanent deafness, along with a very high probability of organ damage. As a musician, I'm really sensitive about sound, particularly the volume of sound, so naturally I'm most interested in this part of the story. The sound made by the Krakatoa volcanic eruption in 1883 was so loud, it ruptured eardrums of people 40 miles away, traveled around the world four times, and was clearly heard 3,000 miles away. That's the key word, clearly. A sound present enough to interrupt a conversation, let's say. Let's think about that for a second. If you live in Los Angeles, and someone tells you that they heard a sound coming from Las Vegas, you wouldn't believe it, not in a million years. But Los Angeles is just 200 miles away from Las Vegas. What we're talking about here is like being in Los Angeles and clearly hearing a noise coming from Boston. Traveling at the speed of sound takes a noise about four hours to cover that distance making the sound heard from Krakatoa on that fateful day, August 27th of 1883, the most distant sound that has ever been heard in recorded human history. How about that? Thanks for listening. Be kind, do good work, and until next time.